Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elt's weekly ramble through on all things online community engagement and public consultation into now week 20 and we're proud to announce this week it's a new podcast feature special edition. What do you make of that? I've got nothing to say Elton. I'm very grumpy this week. <gasps> oh no. Well, do you want to skip straight to Meldry moment? Uh, I'm going to hold it back but I'm quite <laughs> Well, you never know. I've got a new feature that we're going to bring in. And because we don't prepare, you've got no idea what it is. It might cheer you up. You might get to Meldry moments and think, actually, I feel all right now. Don't really want to cover this. No. If this was on the telly, which it isn't, I'd be, I am on the edge of my seat. <sighs> oh, that's good. Well, I hope you don't feel let down by it. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to want it to be a regular feature. Now, we could always drop it after one edition. We can see how it goes. Obviously, we can gauge the huge feedback that we'll get from the, you know, must be approaching millions of listeners about what they thought about it. Maybe we can run an engagement HQ. What did you think of the new feature? Did you prefer it? What in order of ranking? What, you know, could you use a survey question? What order of ranking? I think yeah. a quick poll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll run one after this, I think, and just say we must be up around millions of listeners because when I walk around Mausel Harbour now, I keep thinking people are going to stop and ask me for my sign for my um what's it um, autograph. Yeah, feeling that they're nearly going to ask me and then they don't. Well, that must mean you've really made it because if you're a kind of Z lister, people don't mind approaching them, do they? No, they go straight up. They yeah. do selfies with Z-listers, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And they say, oh, I saw this person. It's and the Z-lister doesn't even have a choice, do they? They just get, like, come here, selfie. Yeah, yeah. You might need an entourage soon, then. Um, yeah, some security. <laughs> Mobs of fans, UK Consult T-shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> running around the harbour. That'll happen. <laughs> but this reminded me of when I was very young probably about eight or nine and i was in bournemouth and uh can't remember her name now goodness me she was the lady who did the announcement on um what was it heidi high oh heidi high the program in the 80s about the holidays yeah morning camp morning campers yeah oh who was that what was her name she was getting in a taxi in bournemouth and i ran after her to try and get her autograph do you think she stopped and, from the young boy and, and turned around and said, here, here you go, son, here's my autograph. What do you think? She just ran for the cab. <laughs> just disappeared. Now, you put she a picture on, on Slack, didn't you, of, of a photo of yourself around the slightly older than eight yeah, or nine months? About, yeah, I was about that age, actually. Yeah. Well, we could put that picture in the blurb if you want. I think so. And then if anyone can remember what her name was, I, I want to say Ruth. It is, are you thinking of the one with the black hair? If so, that's, yeah. that's Ruth. And then there was another one who wore glasses and was slightly dotty, blonde hair. And I can't remember her name, but I think Ruth was the one with the dark hair, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll have to put all this in. The I'm going to dig out a picture of Ruth from Heidi High and put it next to a picture of you. 
if I can get a picture of her sort of circa, I don't know, I don't want to guess at what year you were eight, but circa that time, should we say? 81, 82, no. 81. 1979, I'm actually taking notes now with a pen and paper. So photo of Ruth, 1981, plus Jono's photo from Slack. Yeah, that's all going to go in there. A really nice pictorial montage of a moment in time in your history, which is amazing. Yeah. And we didn't even know we were going to talk about this. So you're feeling happier already now, apart from the fact she didn't give you an autograph. Well, I forgave her a long time ago, though. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, have you been listening to any music this week to kind of lift that mood up? Because you said you've been grumpy. So there was, um, it was in um, the I newspaper, and other newspapers are available. <laughs> Just don't read the Daily Mail. It's not safe. <laughs> So and there was a Mellow Tunes um, article. So during the pandemic, lots of people have been reaching out to Mellow Music, apparently. So there was a, um, an article in there, and they recommended about six albums, Mellow albums. So start the playlist on Spotify. Other music streaming services are available. And I've called it Mellow Tunes. And the album is called Dislocation Songs, and the artist is Awkward Corners dislocation songs by awkward yeah. corners that's really good because a lot of people are very anxious nervous at the moment around all the change that's happening around them and uncertainty so i think you're right a lot of people are turning to that slightly more mellow music aren't they yeah i think so and a desire to engage and bringing it back to, engage. back to work always back to work always back to work a desire to feel involved in something and even that story that you told about ruth not giving you an autograph that's a moment in your childhood people like to tell those stories on engagement hq don't they about things they did in their youth yeah i think it's one of the most underrated tools on engagement hq yeah it's a massive tool actually we should do a feature on it we should um, look at all the storytelling tools that are live in projects around the world and to give a little bit of a rundown what stories are people telling I think that's yeah. next week. Yeah, you could almost combine a lot of those stories and have like a global stories board. Global story. Oh, gosh, now you're talking. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm forever talking about the Cornwall Hopes and Fears for the Future stories board. I love that stories board. Yeah. Shout out the Cornwall. Yeah, Dirk, Cornwall Council. Dirk, Dirk and all his colleagues. Yeah, maybe we can get him on for a guest slot as well. Oh, that would be great. To talk about how those stories resonated with them as a, a thing, you know, an authority, local authority, and what insight they drew out of that, because they then ran discussion forums and things on the back of that as well, didn't they? About what action should we take now, that sort of thing. Really, really, really good, inclusive, transparent approach they took. You might not know this, Elton, but Dirk is an advanced practitioner at the Consultation Institute, and I was his um, sort of mentor. Oh wow! No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So his um, theory is coming into practice now. That's really, really cool. So we could have him on almost for like a two-hour special edition. There'd be so much we could draw out of him in terms of his experience. And the reason why I'm not using his last name is because it's hard to say. Van der Vaart. Van der Vaart. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Dirk Van der Vaart. Big shout out on the podcast. Massive shout, shout out to Dirk. Now, did you find any jokes that lifted your mood slightly before you went back into a kind of endless pit of despair this week? I did, actually. <laughs> I'm laughing already. I love it when you, you, know, when you laugh at your own jokes and no one else does. The yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah. It's just a bit of advice to people who have a fear of lifts. 
They just need to take steps to get over it. No. <laughs> Are we going to ask her that where she's gone? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. You know, I've had words with her. I haven't turned her on for a week, so, you know, <laughs> she's been a bit sort of like been in Coventry for a week. Um, our American listeners really won't know what it means to send someone to Coventry. No. No, we might have to explain that further. I'll put that in the blurb. Yeah. Send someone to Coventry. Um, Alexa, tell me a joke. What do you get when you cross a chicken with a python? A feather boa. Oh, it cut out slightly. What was the first bit? Um, what do you get if you cross a chicken with a feather? No. Oh, no. I can't even chicken that. with a snake, no. Chicken with a snake, a feather boa. That doesn't make any sense. Terrible, isn't it? <laughs> well, mine's no better, so um, it's time to get the tumbleweed at the reg ready again. Um, so what's the best part about living in Switzerland? Oh, I don't know. What is the best part about living in Switzerland? Well, I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. Oh, actually, that's good. I like that. <laughs> you like it? You're going to steal that? Yeah. No tumbleweed required. Now, we've got... And I've put it in capital letters on the title of the podcast this week, new podcast feature special edition. So this had better be good or the whole thing's going to be cut and we're going to have to change the title and just say week 20. <laughs> right. Alexa, Alexa, drum roll. Drum roll, please. Yes. I thought what we could do is, and I have, I've linked it entirely to work, so it's entirely work-related, this feature, right? Wordplay at the table. Oh, do you like that? Wordplay? Wordplay at the table. That gives so, me a headache already. It's not like crosswords, is it? Oh, this is well, it's better than that. So wordplay at the table is the first thing that comes into your mind, Jono, work-related only and no swearing, when I give yeah. you three either words or phrases, and it's got to be work-related. What do you think? Are you, are you up for it? Is it like Timmy Maller? So you can't pause or deviate. That's another thing they're not going to understand, are they, in the marketing team? Timmy Maller. No, I, I still struggle to get my head around it even now. Right, I'm up for this. Let me just get myself ready. With all your decades of experience in this area, I thought I'll come up with three things and then what kind of comes out of that for you what are the first sorts of things that come out of it from a work perspective okay so number one is root and branch engagement expand <laughs> root and oh i have to say what well, i just thought it was wordplay no 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 you have to you have to kind of expand no, on really a, like a theme around it funny because you know as a business that is what that is as we go forward over the next decade is all about root and branches isn't it yeah. Broadening that engagement piece, more people involved, but in more depth, root and branches. Yeah, there you go. So you're getting the hang of it. You're quite enjoying it now, aren't you? I'm in the zone. You're in the zone. Right, okay. Number two is mind games. Public relations. Public relations. Yeah. As opposed to participation, engagement and consultation. So yeah. distinct. Uh, difference you think yeah so our, our we are part of the public relations fraternity 
but we are about genuine dialogue. Yeah. Not manipulation. And lots of yeah. public relations people are probably going to get across that I said that, but I think it's true. Yeah, so it lacks the spin that you would get from other sort of PR functions and certainly yeah. sort of political areas as well. Although, the, although PR would say that they don't spin anymore because PR, there's a book called PR is Dead. Yeah, so the art of spin is not to spin, but that in itself is manipulative. By trying not to spin, you're not genuine. Yeah. So it's, very, it's very complicated, isn't it? We can have Alistair Campbell on as a special guest next week to talk about it. <laughs> or maybe yeah. not. We do have someone who is very... Well, we can't say, can we? But we've got someone coming up who is well versed in the psychology of communications, and I think yes. we'd have a conversation with them, couldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And November the fifth, hold yeah. the day, hold the day. Actual celebrity yeah. guest podcast, it's extra special. That'd be double caps lock for me that week. And then the yeah. final one for wordplay at the table that I came up with this. I don't know where I came up with these from, so I kind of just came up with them really randomly as well. Is level up. Well, two things here. One, we did not prepare this, but my stat of the week is about levelling up, which is like amazing. You've just done that. So you are turning into some sort of like, is it David Blaine? Yeah, I did. I had no idea. No. No. Uh, level up. Uh, equality of, of participation, especially when, especially when it comes to online participation. So um, I'm thinking now about the planning white paper. As we said, I think last week mentions digital mentions the word engagement about thirty-five times. Maybe on the digital side of it, the problem with that is well, not a problem, but what's going to happen with that is that people who are able to mobilise online, so probably maybe got the time, maybe got the money, maybe got the expertise, they'll be all over local planning departments online, influencing yeah. things to go their way. Not in my backyard. Yes, in my backyard. Yard. And the people that can't engage online, especially if it's just left to its own devices, will they'll have all the horrible things next to their houses because they will have not participated. So leveling up is about also is about digital engagement, you know, and the use of online platforms like Engagement HQ. You know, that is designed to to, to level up participation online. I'm very worried that local planning departments will will not see online consultation for what it really is and they will not invest in platforms like engagement hq and if they and they will rely on shortcuts around social media and survey monkey other surveys are things are available you know and it will just be basically a, a, a big sort of like campaigning and a, a fight by the well-heeled and the well-educated and the well-informed and the people with time on their hands will get their way that's really interesting to hear your perspective because level up is something that might have been at the forefront of my mind because we've heard it so much um, particularly from boris johnson we need to level up our infrastructure and jobs and you know hs2 is going to happen and i can't do his voice very well but um so it's really interesting to hear your perspective about how we perceive level up from that side of things as well around planning i must say i like the new feature you like it do you think it might stay yeah yeah because it's drawing out all of your you've got so much expertise in this area and it's drawing some of that out but it's doing it quite instinctively because you're not having any foresight of what i'm going to say so no, word play at the table here to stay I feel like i'm on the couch <laughs> <laughs> you know just like psychiatry yeah you yeah, see i told you i could make you feel slightly better than you started off yeah. by saying like grumpy all 
you know, all week. There you go. Now, we went to yesterday, we attended online, of course, the GovTech Summit. Um, so for emerging themes and trends this week, what better place to start than that? So what were your sort of key learnings and takeaways from that? It's it's fascinating, but I've almost taken the wordplay initiative without knowing it was coming. And my takeaway from the GovTech Summit 2020 is hunger. Right, yeah, okay. There's a, there's a hunger for technologies for participation. Yeah. Um, like Engagement HQ. This is the moment now where people are just like, yeah, we've got to do this. We want to do this. we got to do this. We want to do this. We have to do this. Tony Blair said the virus isn't going away. Stop, stop doing, stop taking knee-jerk actions and temporary measures. Yeah. Plan, plan for the long term. Invest in technology. And and, the, and he said that the, the governments, the local governments, the public sector that is going to do well and thrive is the public sector that invests in technology and yeah. invests in digital. And in our sense of that, invests in digital engagement. So there's this real hunger, but there's also this real sort of naivety. And a lack of understanding, as if it's almost as if they, as if these, as, as if people, very senior people, as if they've discovered something new that no one else know about, knew about. Yeah. But then they've got these people working for them who've been like, well, yeah, we've had, we've had an online engagement tool for uh, five years, thanks. Um, we've been doing on, on, you know, we've been doing online discussions forums for six years, thanks. There's this whole sort of raft of people who've just who've been getting on with this, not been in headlines. And now all of a sudden there's lots of people at the top, lots of leaders saying, oh, we must do this, we must do this. And we're like, yeah, we can, we can already. Just come on. Yeah, That's, yeah we it's can. already possible. Yeah. You haven't just discovered it. It's it's yeah. already there, but you've just yeah. not actually looked into it in any meaningful way until it takes, you know, a global crisis to, to then start changing that thinking around it. But Tony Blair was quite forthright, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, obviously he's got his consultancy to think about now. So he needs to get the revenues coming in, get the day rates. So he's got to talk about this thing. But yeah, I, I, got, I thought he was quite genuine actually on that on that aspect that invest in, stop, stop, just stop talking about whether or not this is the right thing to do. Get on with it, do it well and do it for the long term. Yeah. There was a bit of false PR around it, wasn't there? Because it was advertised as a fireside chat and he was just sat in front of a white curtain. Yeah, I thought that. The organisers called it a fireside chat. And then yeah. you're waiting, aren't you, for... Tony Blair and the sat by um, fire. Yeah. By fire. There was no fire. So how is it? It's not a fireside chat, is it? It's, it's screen by screen. Yeah, it's just by a white curtain chat. Yeah, they should have just called it that, and then everyone knows what they're talking about. Now, the only person I noticed throughout the whole day who managed to turn up late was Matt Hancock when he was delivering his kind of thoughts and questions that he took and stuff like that around technology and healthcare in the healthcare sector. But the yeah. interesting thing about his appearance as well is that when he did appear late, he thought that the online screen was a mirror. So he spent about a good couple of minutes straightening his pink tie in the, yeah, in the screen. That. Yeah, it was really, really interesting, wasn't it? Because it was like, well, it's not a mirror. No, you're actually live now. This is it. And you're late. Yeah. That means we've got a decision to make this week. So, because we've got another new feature called Mug, mug of the Week. You can hear the mug. So, I found in, in the cupboard under the stairs, I found about 30 bang the table mugs. So what I was thinking was, is we can have a Mug of the Week. That can be good or bad. 
So we decide to send someone the mug because they've done a really good job, or we send them the mug because they, they've done a Matt Hancock. So is Matt Hancock mug of the week? I think so. We're going to send him a mug. Yeah, I think we can universally agree on that, and I'm sure our listeners will, will agree, especially those who may have attended and, and seen that. Well. not being partisan here. There's nothing to do with politics. It's purely down to the fact that he attended a GovTech summit. Yeah. Yeah, the only, person who, the only person who couldn't get online and arrived late, <laughs> and then used the screen of the mirror with which parties involved in nothing to do. No, no, no. But it was, there was that really broad representation from all over Europe, wasn't there? And everyone was on time. <laughs> it was just one of these things where there was just this screen, black screen, with Matt Hancock. And then when he did finally appear. Everyone kind of looked, you could tell everyone was kind of looking at him. But then he was just using it as a mirror. I just thought it was really funny. I wish I'd recorded it now. Somebody will have. <laughs> Hunger for online participation, it's there. Hunger. Hunger is the word of the week. Mm. And Matt Hancock is the mug of the week. So we've got two. Yeah, I like that new feature as well, mug of the week. God, we've got, we've got so much exciting stuff each week now, haven't we? But our listeners... Yeah, you've got to change things up, haven't you? You've got to have some new features in there. They expect more from people who are leading the way in this field of podcasts. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, that expectation is there to keep reinventing things. Don't rest on your laurels and think, yeah, the awards are in the bag. Keep these new features coming. The public love them. Yeah, definitely. And one, one feature they always love, of course, and we love, is new project launches in Engagement oh, HQ. I'm so excited this week, Alan. Uh, you go first, man. Yeah, I'll go first. No, my project launch of the week, I was so excited to see Preston and South Ribble flood risk management scheme as Ooh. part of the Northwest, this is one I can never say, Northwest Regional Flood and Coastal Committee. I've said it before having a single alcoholic drink, which is much easier. And they've launched a massive scheme and consultation overview. Um, I've rarely seen such visuals used in this way, um, just to outline everything with massive pictures of the, the actual scheme at a glance, and then moving into key scheme dates. They've also used our, a lot of our widgets as well. They've got overview images of the, the scheme and newsletters from the project. PDFs around proposed flood defences for our from our document library widget. Um, looking back at previous engagements and FAQs, um, and then they've given a really big map so that people are fully in the know. Because I wouldn't necessarily look at something like this and think, "Oh, I'm not maybe going to understand all of this," but because it outlines it so clearly and in a visual manner at the same time, it's appealing to a lot of different people's learning styles and the way they take that information on and then a brief history of recent flooding in Preston and South Ribble so they've outlined that dating back to 1964 like an image timeline which is really cool and then they're running a Q&A to ask quite simply is there anything we haven't covered in our FAQ document so really open wow. so that they can update it and they can evolve it as it goes along because we're coming into that season now where flooding hopefully it won't do but is usually more prevalent into the winter months as well so they get really getting their house in order in, in terms of getting people in those regions involved and keeping them aware and things like are you flood aware they've got a project on that and they're running some surveys as well it's only just kicked off but surveys yeah. around the overall scheme proposals and then around engaging and around coronavirus as well so just really really visual list of things i'm delighted to see that they've they've got off the ground with some really exciting stuff you know what you've done now don't you Alan? what <laughs> we're gonna 
send them a mug as well. So I think we're going to have to do two mugs a week. Yes, yeah. So it's like the good, the yin and the yang of mugs. Yeah, it's a shout out to Carly Hart yeah. and the team who have done a really good job on that. And they will get the positive mug this week while okay. Hancock languishes with the negative one. Yeah. <laughs> and what was yours? You wanted, you, you were so excited and then I just jumped in. So excited by this, courtesy of Christy Cutter, who brought this to our attention. So the uh, McCandless and Me is the name of the site. So it's the town of McCandless, and little c, Candless, C-A-N-D-L-E-S-S. And on their site, they have a project which is about backyard chickens zoning amendment. The town council is currently considering an amendment to zoning regulations that will permit backyard chickens on single family residential properties that meet certain space and setback requirements. Let us know your thoughts. That's really cool. Public consultation. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it is so cool. Um, Christy says that she's excited. Oh no! So a little, a little apprehensive. Two jokes for a lot of different perspectives, whilst minimising foul play. <laughs> Four jokes in one sentence. Four jokes. There's a map in there where it says, I want chickens. So you can go in and say, do you want to give some backyard chickens at home? Show us where. I mean, it's just so cool. <laughs> everyone, everyone should do this. Well, I think every engagement HQ site, regardless of subject area or sector, should have a button that says, I want chickens on it. It should be mandatory when we release any new site to a client before they start populating it. It's got a big button that says, I want chickens. It has to be. <laughs> now, you mentioned earlier on stats of the week. You've got an absolute corker, haven't you? I have 67%, Elton. 67%. No idea. So this week, I've, um, to be fair to other polling companies, I'm not using Mori. Um, this, I think this is a Comres poll. So shout out to Comres. Other polling companies are available. 67% of people living in the north say they're not confident that the government will deliver on its levelling up pledge. Oh, yeah. That's the link then, the level up link, which I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know that we were going to mention level up that right. not so much during this um, this this, uh, this podcast. Do you think that's new to things like there have been a lot of false promises in the past? You know, HS two was supposed to finish twenty years ago or something, and it's not really got off the ground. They just don't believe it. Yeah, there is that. But back back to work, um, they um, there's a lack of local. It's got to be driven locally. There's got to be local engagement in terms of what leveling up means. It can't just be a soundbite. So yeah. there needs to be proper local consultation about what levelling up means for Leeds, what levelling up me means for Manchester, what levelling up means for Calderdale, what levelling up means for Washington, what levelling up means for Hull. Yeah. Ah, it's 67%. Very high. Very, very bad. Yeah. Lack of trust and faith in delivery of that levelling up in those areas, isn't it? Yeah. And that's all part of the red, was it the red wall? We don't do politics on here, but we're just saying it as a factual statement. So yeah. a lot of 
lot of previously Labour voting areas uh, voted Conservative, probably in their belief of levelling up, maybe. Yeah, yeah, combined with um, Brexit votes and, yeah, the promises yeah. of levelling up, I think, was probably the strongest cases for people in those areas switching away from Labour. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's made me grumpy now, 60 yeah, we'll do. We'll do. We're on the right section, so we're into Meldry moments. So, what have you got this week? Oh dear, I've got three. <laughs> three, three things, but two are work related. So, the first work related one takes me back to a, a, quite a recurring theme, actually, which is um, people not being consulted about uh, cycle paths and um, footpaths. Um, in terms of the changes to the street environment, which government funding has been put into, so local councils can close streets, widen paths, introduce new cycle lanes, and there's a lot of stuff out there saying we were not consulted. So in this instance, the headline is the travelling public were not consulted. And um, Bassett Avenue in Southampton. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the removal of cycle lanes in the upper Bassett Avenue proved that the travelling public were not consulted. A big mistake and the millions supplied to the council were largely wasted. So what's happening is that there's not enough stakeholder engagement, public consultation in this whole thing around changing our cities. Boris Johnson's made a big announcement on this. Um, there's a big document, and I mentioned last week, it's at the back of the doc document, that these changes should not be made without a detailed stakeholder engagement plan. So I'm saying yeah. again, and I'm going to say it next week, Alan, and the week after, and the week after that. Keep repeating it, because the message has to get home. The people have to be involved, or they're not happy with just being spoon-fed decisions that they weren't involved in. Well, and they're the wrong decisions, is what happens. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, grumpiness number two, not work-related, reading glasses. Ooh. So I've had reading glasses for about a year and a half, and I got a couple of pairs, and I just kept shouting out to Mrs Bradley, where are my reading glasses, where are my reading glasses? And quite rightly, Mrs Bradley was like, well, you know, come on, you're a grown-up. You should be able to find your own reading glasses. So <laughs> what, I did, well, what I did was I, I bought 20, 20 pairs of reading glasses. That there would always be one near me. Yeah. Today, today, I can't find a single pair. They're not in my coat pockets. They're not in my drawers. Twi literally got 20. 20. Not lying. Not exaggerating. 20 Are they all on the Maybe they're on your boat. It could be. I'm just, I'm so, I can't understand where they can possibly go. Very much a Meldry moment. And then my final work one is Citizens Assemblies. Um, I think we've mentioned this before as well. Oh, we, have, um, we definitely have. Yeah, the, there's so much just like method madness. We must move away from um, thinking about the whole sort of like public engagement, deliberative wave as being more than citizens' assembly. However, on this point, and we can put this in the blurb, this is going to turn from a grumpy to a positive, is that our friends at, at Involve, shout out, have produced a toolkit of participatory methods and it's a time reminder elton about all the different ways that you can actually do deliberation and get involved absolutely and that you know there's so many things 21st century town hall meetings action planning appreciative inquiry area forum citizens jury citizens panel there's pages of it 
uh, consensus conference, conversation cafes, deliberative mapping. Um, I'm only on page two. Page seven, let's jump ahead. World Cafe, worldwide views, written consultations. It's all there, all in one place, thanks to Involve. And all of this, I would argue, to an extent, we can replicate online. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we have all the different tools in Engagement HQ, yeah. because if you, if you connect them all together, then you can do a lot of these world cafes and things like that. You can do it, you can do it online in an asynchronous way. Yeah. So a big shout out to Involve, brilliant we reminder. We can have a link yeah. for that, definitely. And that is the very essence and fiber of our being, isn't it? In a sense. So it's yeah. really, really, yeah, that's really good to see. Now, you'll be amazed to hear that this week I actually had a work related Meldrew moment. Now, that's not common, yeah. is it? It's normally things like, you know, lids not coming off jars properly or really boring stuff like that or people hanging dog poo in trees. But this, no, I had a genuine work related one this week. So what I noticed was that even on a large online conference as GovTech was yesterday, people still troll each other as if it's a Twitter debate. Oh, yeah. Really annoys me, right? So yesterday, every time the French Minister of Public Transformation and Civil Service spoke, there was an individual who contested everything she said quite unreasonably. Just made me really grumpy because it was like, they're obviously there for a good purpose. But I think a lot of people who participate in these things, or some people, a minority, they come with an agenda. Oh, that specific person. So we, we talked about Tony Blair. Now, we haven't gone on there with some sort of agenda to say everything Tony Blair says, I'm going to mention the Iraq war or something like that. Do you know, it's that, yeah. type, it's that type of thing that is completely irrelevant to what is being discussed. And in, in keeping with the tone of what we do in Engagement HQ around the whole moderation piece, gives people the confidence that they can get involved. And what I noticed from those comments coming in at the side was when this person kept contesting everything and this French minister said, but also started talking about other things like no one trusts you. And it was that sort of tone to it that was quite unseemly. Well, other people stopped engaging in that chat. They just kind of went, oh, no, I don't really, I'm not really, don't really want to get involved. So that made me really. Whereas on Engagement HQ, they get a polite note from our moderators saying, yeah. you know, you're going off topic. Yeah. Um, you're breaching our moderation policy. Yeah. And this, this really plays into the whole thing around semi-formal semi places for participation. And that's why every local council, every local NHS, every non-departmental public body, every government department, every housing association should have a semi-formal place for public participation because it's about yeah. safety and security and confidence. Yeah, and it's that minority in that sense because... I didn't see any other examples of that really throughout the day, but it's that minority that do stop people wanting to be involved or going back to something like that and having their say. And that's just, it's a shame. It is a shame, but you've reminded me of something quite funny and it goes back to reading glasses. So I, I, I put something in the comments of one of the particular sessions on the GovTech 2020 summit, uh, GovTech summit 2020 hashtag, I think. Um, if you want, if people want to go and have a look, I put something in the comments, but I didn't have my reading glasses on because I can't find any of the damn things. And I'd written like nonsense. I'd written two words twice, half yeah, a I word. Thought I thought, well, I can't worry. He's my boss. I can't just flag him up and go, mm. what's going What's? I could have done it publicly, couldn't I? I could have gone, that guy, that buff, yeah. I could have trolled you for it. Yeah. Could say that, oh my God, he's been drinking wine all day. Because we're in this together, and it's a team effort. 
But no, I mean, I didn't really have anything else like grumpy wise. It was really work related. This now I realise that we're going to have to we're going to have to have this as a cliffhanger episode. We've not done that for a while because we haven't covered how not to murder your grumpy by Carol E. Wire, the letter right. M, which was McDonald's. We haven't really got time for it now. We can cliffhanger that. Well, okay, Elton. So you're gonna we're gonna come back to the letter M, but also the letter M is for Matt Hancock, and uh, I need his address for the mug. Yeah, I will find that for you and we can send in the mug. And as always, it's been a pleasure to catch up. And you are, as always, a giddy partridge. So until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.